Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, another Friday, another podcast. I hope you guys are looking forward to the weekend. This weekend coming up, you've got the Prada Black Star event happening. Uh, if you guys are going to be out there, make sure you take care. Don't drink too much and stay out of the sun. Make sure you bring your sunscreen. But there's going to be a bunch of buses, bugs, VWs, things, and all kinds of stuff out there this weekend. So uh, there's tons of different events going on, and we're going to get into some of those later in the podcast. But uh, before we get thinking. Before we kick things off, I want you guys to make sure you support our sponsors, Ross Wolf, high-quality aftermarket parts made by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. That's right, Ross Wolf. Why don't you get your junkie deck lid dialed in on your bus and get you some stainless steel bus hinges. They're in a machine finish. They're billet aluminum. and uh, Excuse me. They're billet stainless steel. They're in an etched finish, ready to paint, prime, polish, whatever you want to do with them. Get Fix your junky deck lid hinges. Get the slop out of your deck lid and get that thing dialed in and go see my guys at Ross Wolf. Also, you got the, the new Viton gaskets that they make for your oil sump cover. If you're sick and tired of changing those paper gaskets yourself, get yourself a Ross Wolf sump oil cover. Tell them Bill T sent you and no more changing paper gaskets. A reusable Viton gasket, just like a new car. So, Or pick yourself up. A locking dipstick. That's right. They have the locking dipsticks. One of my personal favorites. So make sure you guys check out Ross Wolf at RossWolf.com. And don't forget to support our sponsor, VW Trends Magazine. A magazine for the people, by the people, back on the scene after a long hiatus. They've been out now for a couple of years, and the issues just keep coming. So don't forget, one of my boys, Johnny Osmondson, was in an issue a few issues back and uh, has a, one of the most devastating street race drag bugs on the planet. So We'll talk more about that later on the podcast. But today, what are we doing today? Today, I'm bringing you guys a roundtable. That's right, a roundtable with two guys. So it's not really a roundtable, but we call it a roundtable. We're at a rectangular desk. It's totally confusing, but that's what you guys have coming. You guys like to hear me and George bicker back and forth and talk about the VW scene? Well, this is what you're getting today. So on today's episode, we're going to be getting into the roundtable with me and George T. So on today's podcast, me, George T, and the roundtable. George T, what up? Bill T. Oh, you know, just living. Just living, just trying to live my VW life as it continues to keep piling on. It just keeps piling. It's like cars show up out of nowhere, you know, so. Yeah, it's a tough problem. But a couple things that we wanted to get into. So for those of you guys that don't know, George started a YouTube channel a little bit, uh, what is it, two months, a couple months ago, three, four months ago? A few months, months ago. ago, yeah. And George's been making a bunch of how-to videos and how to get your uh, stuff dialed in, so. You guys want to make sure you go subscribe. George, something about your YouTube channel. It's called The Wagon, W-A-G-E-N. Uh, basically, I'm going to try and do some good tutorials uh, showing how to upgrade certain things on your VW and uh, also activities that we do, us, when I say we, I'm referring to my brother and I, that we do in the scene when we go out to shows and whatnot out of state. Activities like break dancing and then getting possibly. around a crowd, possibly some tap dancing, some stuff like that. But I'm trying to lean more towards the tutorial side of it. 
Um, they're a little more difficult to film, but I want to put good content out there so the do-it-yourselfers in their garage can do just a slightly better job yeah, with the right direction. You know, definitely some good quality videos, and George's been shooting all his own stuff, writes to Reddit, edits it, does it all. There's a one-man army over here. And uh, it's it's good content, plenty of stuff to do. George got uh, quite a few... Um, Quite a few views on his shop tour video, which I think everybody's interested to see yeah. what's going on at the shop. And then, you know, George's got a bunch of projects. And as he's working on cars, he'll make some how-to videos and a lot of interesting stuff. What I'm really looking forward to for George doing, if you guys want to know how to tune a set of dual Webers, George is going to make that video coming up. And it's really, there's a lot more to it. It's really easy if you know what you're doing. Yeah, so I actually have to base, so I've been, that is a video I do want to do and I'm, I have to break it into two. Because I have to do a base tune on the engine because you can't sync carbs if the actual base tune is incorrect. So first I got to do a base tune, how you tune your motor. And then secondary will be the tuning the carbs, syncing the carburetors. Nice. And so uh, that's something we got to look forward to coming up here. So um, what else is shaking, George? What else has been happening in your world? I know I've, I, well, we, we, we talk about uh, just recently, we talked about YouTube channel list last week. I went to the ID Buzz event. It was Octo Weekend, ID Buzz, and then the RVA show, as well as the ISP West Open House. I went down there on Thursday trying to get into the uh, ID Buzz thing. The plan was to bring the Bull Run, or not the Bull Run bus, but the Beetle Barn, it's to Bees. The Beetle Barn bus down there and upholstery didn't get done in time. So I scrapped that. Uh, luckily, George came over to help me work on the double cab. We couldn't figure out to get it fired up and then realized I had a bad coil on it, which, by the way, I just purchased a new coil sitting inside the house. The replacement coil that I had on there had an Excel coil that's been on that car for over 20 years, man. So the coil finally took a crap. Last time we were on that big cruise out Red Rock Canyon, the bus, uh, my son was driving the bus. And uh, besides being a super proud dad that your son is driving your <laughs> double cab, which is like, I have to explain to you guys. And some of you guys that have kids can totally get it. Like when you got your little kid and you're in the garage working on your Volkswagen, doing whatever you think. And one day, man, this kid's going to be in a Volkswagen. And sure enough, my kid is, uh, he's all in, he's all in to uh, work on Volkswagens and, and do stuff. And um, he loves driving it. Now he's got him, his little family cruising around with us. So it's, that's a proud papa moment for me, but unfortunately, that was uh, sweetly soured by the yeah. baptism of Volkswagen, where it started to welcome air cooled Volkswagen. <laughs> it just started to sputter. There's a random problem out of nowhere. Yeah, and so we thought we we thought I was running out of gas, all kinds of issues, and then we we made haste and went straight to the Greek food place to <clears> eat <throat> uh, lunch, and then tried to go get some gas next. We thought it ran out of gas, and then it, well, that's so funny. we pushed it to the gas station and put fuel in it, which it. Didn't fill a tank, obviously, because right. it wasn't enough that you just took a couple it. gallons. No, yeah. no, I overfilled it because tone at the yeah. octo, like gas was spilling all over the place. So, which we got to look at that on the double cab because there's a. I'm saying, I don't know, maybe I'm pretty sure I put the tank in there, and there maybe something questionable. Came loose. You know, maybe slightly some, questionable. Maybe some things came loose. The uh, high speed hose, but double cab's back on the road, so she's running good and crisp, and that's the motor that we stole out of the bull run bus motor while the double cab motor gets a flywheel dialed in and probably gets a new crank in it because the crank wobbled out last time that you and I went to, we did a high speed run down to, um, Lucas's show in Parker, Arizona. Parker. We went there and back. And I think it's about a hundred miles from here. So it was 200 mile round trip day. And we were hauling the mail. Dude. Yeah. We were doing, <laughs> we were doing about 75 average coming back. And Easily. Yeah. We were flying cause I was just trying to get back home and, 
And at any rate, uh, that's where we're at with that. So the double cab's getting dialed in. Uh, so that's kind of back to being running. I got a couple other issues because Let's I talk about the ID Buzz thing real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So I took the double cab because the Beetle Barn bus wasn't ready for the upholstery shop. We got the double cab running at a time, loaded on the trailer, and I took the double cab down there. So at the ID Buzz thing that I so I got there about thirty minutes after they closed the gate. So I was kind of bummed out. That same Friday, we were releasing the podcast on Lynn's bus, the uh, Shul Wagon, mm-hmm. and which is a really cool bus. We'll get into that in a few minutes. And uh, so I went. To, I ended up going to the hotel we stayed at, which had trailer parking. I unloaded the double cab at 5 in the morning and uh, shot on down there to Huntington Beach. I got there, hung out for a little bit, waited for George and those guys because they were going to drive down. George will tell his story when he's done his part. But uh, I'm kind of walking around, checking things out. I seen some of my boys from DBK. And my homie Pip was over there chilling. And then I never knew that they're like, I, I, I never even got hardly past my bus. You know, I was taking some video, running into some friends. And, you know, it's one of those things where you get to a car show and you're like, take three feet away. Oh, hey, there's so-and-so. And you just start talking and talking. And I got some cool video from, from the guys from Canada, Triple J's. Shout out to the Triple J's that came down from Canada. The, the whole Canadian crew, even my boy Samich, my boy Ruben. He's my dog too, man. He's got a super dope. Uh, palm green sand green bus that he built all in his garage and there's like five dudes that came down from uh canadia and they did uh they, they did a freaking they, they i mean bro it was epic epic adventure from canada guys. yeah they're from canada i mentioned they're from canada so canadia it was not i like canadia better they i mean they 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 talk they call it canadia when they talk about maple syrup but those guys came down and uh i interviewed those guys so that video will be coming out this week just kind of about their road trip and some of the adventures that they had on there and let, you know, just having you check out their buses, right? These buses, I mean, two barn doors and they're committed, bro. Cause I would have just left the guys, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's some stock sl- motor that's barn doors, 1600 dual part, you know, in a split in a, in a stock barn door trans, <clears throat> but those guys are dedicated, right? More dedicated than I am. Or they just uh, have a little bit more time this week. So, so what I want to talk about the ID buzz thing was what the spread that BW put out was pretty awesome. Stage the giveaways. Yeah, but you weren't allowed over there. I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about (laughs) like when you pulled up and you're like, oh wow, this is they they made a big deal of this. But I wanted to bring that up because of course you did. Because all all the people that were there, I didn't know that you had to have a wristband to get past a certain Mm -hmm. line. And so as I was talking talking to my homeboy uh, Pip, he was leaving and he had his. He was like, here, homie, take this take this uh, bracelet and go in the VIP section. I'm like, I didn't know there's a VIP section. I figured I'd already be in the VIP section, but no, I was denied. So. I was just a peasant like the rest of the people. And I had, and what's funny is bus and stuff, Dave mirrors, he's over there and, and I had the wristband on and apparently my poker face is terrible because as I had the wristband on, I, I, I intended thinking to myself, I was just going to strut on through. And then I apparently I looked left and right and then walked in there. And then Dave comes up behind me. He's like, man, look at you crossing the border again. He was real proud of me for breaking in there. And then I felt guilty, like right away, like, no, no, bro, I got a wristband. I'm supposed to be here. He's like, oh, I thought you broke in. I go, actually, it's not my wristband. So I went from like wanting not to be like the dude who had a stolen wristband to like, oh, yo, I had a, I had a wristband. But when you got inside there, you had free food, uh, free drinks, uh, like all I was just rubbing elbows with all the white folk in there. And I was like, oh, I'll take two of those and give me three of those. And it was super nice. They were giving me little trinkets, uh, little um, souvenirs and some stuff like that. And then. Everybody got to get all up close to the buses and all that stuff, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about how we felt about the ID buzz. But the the setup was cool, and then some of the CEOs and stuff like that were walking through, 
They put a lot of effort uh, into that setup. Like yeah. for Huntington Beach, yeah, yeah, to yeah, get yeah, that yeah. stage set up there and everything, like they, they put a lot of effort and what's well, a big rollout. It's a brand yeah. new bus they're putting out here. So um what, what did you what was your impression when you got when you got there and you saw the setup you were saying? Uh I was extremely pleased by it. I actually got a picture the night before from Steve Peters because he was down there already. So he sent me a picture. I'm like, I said, man, it looks like a stage. And I'm like, what are they doing there? And sure enough, it was a big stage they had set up with a BW backdrop. And they had they had what I thought was really cool is they did several iterations of the bus. Not just one, like, hey, everybody look at this. Right. They had one set up as a camper and one set up as a minivan looking thing. Like so I thought that was really neat. That they showed the versatility of the vehicle because truly the VW bus is a very versatile vehicle. If you could afford one at uh, eighty thousand dollars, would you buy one? Uh, no, I would never <laughs> buy a car for eighty thousand dollars. That seems insane. To I me. said if you could afford one and eighty thousand dollars was just what they cost, would you buy one? I don't have it. No, I, I, I. It, it's kind of like the new Beetle. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, all right. You're never going to capture. That lightning in a bottle you did with the VW bus in the initial I think you release. can, bro. I think you look at Dodge. Dodge did it with all their re- recreation cars. Dodge Correct. did it. Chevy did it with the Camaro. It'd be a tough ask from the VW bus shape in today's modern world. You can and do not a cab have over, it look. But they they build yeah. cab overs today. You buy a brand new cab over. The practicality working on a cab over, having everything I inside there. And then you got to make the back area like functional, like VW buses. Yeah. It's electric. They could do whatever they want with True it. True on that, that I that's, guess. That's the other issue with it, is it being electric. And I think, I mean, my two cents on it, I think electric's going to be a bit of a fad because we don't have enough power. The 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 main electric pushers, California, they don't even have enough power for the summertime. They have brownouts on a yeah. constant basis, and now they're switching all their driving fleet to electric. Good luck with that. But that's for another conversation. That's just my two cents. I, I think the electric thing will kind of go by the wayside here, and you'll start getting... Uh, Super clean diesel, and I think hydrogen stuff. They're gonna start focusing on more hydrogen. I, I really like the idea of the electric because, like, you see all these vehicles, bicycles, skateboards, all these things are electric. The one wheel thing that people ride around, all that stuff. It's an excellent mode of transportation. It just cannot be the main mode of transportation. There's no way we can support well, every yeah, car being electric. I mean, it's the, yeah, it's it's a whole. There, there's there's a whole lot to unravel there, and it's like, yeah. I think there's a future for electric. I think mm-hmm. there is. Um, Obviously, te- Tesla is an amazing company. You know, they have innovation and in what you see what's going into the vehicles. All that will obviously get moved to the combustion engine vehicles as well. But it's such a clean well, platform. It, it already and is. I don't mean a, clean like a, like, a lot like of it, environmentally. A lot of it, yeah, a lot of it. Clean. A lot of it already is, though. I mean, yeah. all, like all, a lot of the stuff they do, the self, quote unquote, self-driving yeah. stuff. A lot of that stuff's already in, like the Mercedes for... 2017 my buddy's got a, a, an s63 and it's got a lot of that stuff you stop at the stoplight you take your foot off the brake the car sits there until you push the gas you know what i mean like it'll yeah. hold the brake i mean it does a lot of these a lot of these different things but i don't know man not my speed i don't think i'll ever have an electric vehicle uh, unless i was doing electric conversion at a volkswagen which i think would be cool to do yeah, just to, to do it. it you know what i mean but i think if you're not road tripping your bus if you're just going to be driving it in, in state, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, the, the right, typical VW owner, mm-hmm. not many of them hit the road with their VW buses. Electric is perfect. Yeah, but I think the, Small, di- but, but I think the, the reason why jumps. people don't, the reason why people don't hit the road in their buses is because they don't want to deal with, you know, the strain, the stress, the, the possibility of having an issue and the fact that who can fix it if something happens. But if they do electric, I think they'd start going more long, long distances, stuff like that. So. I don't know. We'll see. I have yet to see any uh, Volkswagens, electric Volkswagens, 
on a regular basis cruising across uh, the desert. So yeah, we'll see. And then next day was Octo. So we just concluded that you, I'm not, I won't, I, I had, there was nothing about that new bus that appealed to me. And it was, it, it looked like a minivan. That's the one thing. Yeah. It just looked like a minivan. And, and that isn't a dig on it. It just looks it's like just, a minivan. It's just saying what it is. But we the hung styling out. does not nod enough, in my opinion, to the original to to strike those heartstrings and go, oh my goodness, it's yeah, a bus. The coolest you thing don't see the, it. the coolest thing about that was that we were <clears throat> and I can already envision in my head people buying them and vinyl wrapping them super cheesy to look like an old bus, like yeah. to really going over the top. Yeah. Um, but well, the cool thing about it was the venue to be right down there at Huntington Beach and to be able to go right to the water. So my kids spent hours in the water. My wife got Seek sunburned. Sand crabs. Yeah, my wife got sunburnt uh, just sitting on the beach. Like we didn't even plan to go to the beach that day. And she was like, she just went and watched my son as he was playing in the water, and so she got fried. And but it was, it was a cool location. And then we hung out for quite a while after the show. Like yeah. we weren't in a rush. And what was super cool? There was people that I met from the podcast, like podcast. I'm sorry, I, I mm-hmm. met uh, people from New York, people from Cleveland, people from uh, Texas, uh, Texas, people from. Uh, and the next day, I met uh, two different couples from australia i mean a lot of people from the podcast that are uh that we got to meet which was super rad um i I love meeting listeners of the podcast because i love i love being able to just to chat with them about different topics and stories and and things that need to be talked about in the vw scene so that was really that was really really cool man i really enjoyed meeting I, i love meeting the listeners of the podcast because uh uh I, sometimes you feel like you're doing this all for yourself. And then when you get out there and you talk to people that really enjoy listening to the podcast, I think it's great. Especially when people, when people tell me things like, man, you, when you guys are on the podcast, I get hyped to go work on my car. I think yeah. about stuff to do. And like, cause that's how the magazine used to be for me. Like the magazines I would get, I'd get a magazine. I'd be like, Oh man, I'm so jacked to go work on my car. Go do this and go do that. And now it's like, you know, it ends up being you need that motivation and the yeah. magazine used to do it. And hopefully the podcast doing it for people. Hopefully the videos you put out do it for people. Hopefully the videos I put out do it for people. Like the one thing we want are the people working on their cars, bettering their vehicles. Yeah. That's what we're asking for. No. So and I think uh, that's what the people are asking for. Like when it's one of the main compliments I get from people when they're, when they're talking about the podcast. Yeah. You know, it inspires them to get out and do stuff to their cars. Well, and that's, and that's the, that's the fun part of it. Plus just having them compare stories or things that they know. Um, I'm just texting this guy. Call him no back. way. You're you're not paying attention to what's it's going not, on. I'm not Weird. paying attention, bro. My life goes on. My guy, I'm a busy dude, and I'm busy bringing a podcast to everybody. Yeah, so. I had a text from a customer. He knows I didn't respond to it yet. We're busy. Well, dude. people heard a little busy. a little thing going on. I didn't want the guy to keep calling, bro. People keep calling me. So <laughs> I had some content. So what? So so what? What was the? So you? Let's hear your story so about drove. driving down and blah blah blah. Let's go ahead. We met at seven a.m. Cactus and. And the I-15 no, and took yeah. off, head over to California. How many of you drove down together? Uh, three of us. So well, there was four of us people. Right. It was but, me and my bus, Jaime and Dunkel and right, Dunkel's right. bus and Eric Black and but his three bus. But bu- three buses drove down, so you guys three all buses. drove down from Vegas, and the weather was not bad coming down. It was beautiful coming down, going home. Ugh. Well, yeah, because you went home Horrible. in the afternoon also, which is... 75 degrees. It was nice, and I was like, oh, 75 degrees doable. when you're at the beach? This might be doable. Yeah. <laughs> I got duped into it. Yeah, so because I heard oh the high today is only ninety, and I was like, heck, if it's only ninety, it's not gonna be that hot. And like ninety is pretty hot. Yeah, ninety is really hot when you're driving down the street at a high rate of speed. Yeah, yeah, it's miserable. And then my motor, like I don't know. So, well, let's talk about Octo. Octo, we showed up there and we weren't even that late. 
like we got there, we were still in a line when we got there and let we me, were in the let, overflow section. Let me clarify some stuff before when you got there. Mm -hmm. So we're hanging out the night before at the ID buzz thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go get checked into my hotel, which is all the way over by the hotel across from Octo. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll get some dinner. Maybe we'll do whatever. I drive over there. I'm a little bit tired. My wife's tired. So I'm like, you know what, dude, we're just going to kick it here and we'll connect in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I get the mystery text about donuts. And I somehow read this text as if, hey, we're going to go get donuts in the morning. I thought it meant you're going to get going to donuts and derelicts, which is usually something that real car guys do. And so when I left, I was so close to the to Octo, like the, so which is the hotel we need to stay at next time for yeah, Octo. Let's just clarify real quick. Right Nobody there. said, hey, we're going to donuts and derelicts. We're going to donuts city. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we're going to donuts city. Here's the address. Let me clarify. <laughs> So Here, here's a link to open up on your Apple bro, phone. It's going to take bro. you right to it. Nope. You don't, assume. Uh, Do you know what happens when you assume? Don't uh, don't you try to back out of you and me. Don't bro, right? try to back out of it now, dude. So uh, let's see here. The text says, this is what the text says. We're going to go meet tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Donut City. I'm thinking donuts and derelicts, right? Oh, why? Why? Because where because was derelicts that's in what that? car guys do in the morning on nope. Saturday morning. Nope, we're going to Octo. These car guys a, are going to Octo. Bro, I've been at real car guys. So anyway, so I drive over there in the morning, and a bunch of peace, love, and hippie people are in line to get an Octo, and there's two lanes coming each different direction. And the problem that I see is that there's not a lot of peace, loving going on, and they can't seem to thread the needle and get two lanes together to get in. Yeah. And I'm sitting in there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, it's 10 minutes. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm going to go meet those guys over at Donuts and Derelicts because it's, it's going to take me half an hour to get in a line. It takes me 20 minutes to drive over there. I'll drive over there, hand out some flyers for the show. One crazy week in October 6th and 7th. And I'm going to go over Donuts and Derelicts, hang out over there, check out some cars. So I bomb on the freeway, jamming down the other way. On the freeway, there's buses passing me the other direction. I get off the freeway, go over there. I back in the spot. <clears throat> I don't know the feng shui over there or if there's any kind of protocols to who does what and parks where, but I picked the first spot that I saw, which was right up front in the middle, and uh, was backed right in and got a bunch of stank eyes from a bunch of gray-haired people. And I don't know if I was in a V8 spot Man, that or does what. sound like fun. But I passed <laughs> but I but I backed. You're not a car guy, bro. You're just a VW yeah. guy. Listen, I'm a, I'm nope. a broad I was with my car guy friends. We were eating donuts heading to a car yeah. show. No, losers. You guys yeah. ditch your homeboy. So I'm texting you guys nope. that I'm on my way to Donuts and Derelicts. No, you text I, me you're on your way to Donuts and Duramax. And I said, what is he talking about? What is Donuts know. and Duramax? Here's the text, dude. Go to I'm me. At, I'm at my hotel in Long Beach. We're probably going to grab dinner crash here. Okay, yep, that seems to be the... Con oh, then this is a different text. Hmm? Yeah, see you in the AM donut shop if possible, That, but that's a backtrack for you. Otherwise, we'll see you when we're leaving the donut shop. The donut, I, I don't recall you guys being these huge donut aficionados. No. I never have seen you guys show up at Octo with donuts. So when you continue to keep talking about donuts, I'm Last thinking, I'm thinking you guys are talking donuts and derelicts. Nope. And so that's the reason I head over there. Notwithstanding that, I drive over there. Plenty of people appreciated the carbon cab when I got there. I walked around, put some flyers in the Volkswagens that were there. I talked to my boy, Rick Sadler, for probably about 20, 30 minutes. Hung out with him. And, uh, and then... Uh, Realized I was there, I was probably there for 45 minutes. I thought, ah, it's probably enough time that that line is gone at Octo and I can go back because it's like a 20-minute drive back. So I was like, no big deal. So I hop in the carbon cab, start to pull out. Two randos from France. <laughs> I don't even have their name, but you can check them out. He's Family Bus on Instagram. 
And uh, I pull I, I pull up to the sidewalk getting ready to leave. And they come to the bus. They say, are you going to Octo? I'm like, yeah. They're like, can we go with you? And I was like, that's a bold move, Frenchie. But uh, they just, I, I was like, yeah, come on, hop in, guys. You know what? I'm a dream maker, dude. I make mm-hmm. dreams come true. And I know that I know that inside, one time they were in France and we were like, wee, oui, wee. Oui. And they were like, hey, one day I'll drive in a carbon cab. And Someday. then I was at the curb and I was like, get in, boys. So two random guys from France hop in the carbon cab. And they're pretty stoked to drive in there. So I drive back, <laughs> and you see me pulling an octo, and you're like, yeah, who is Bill with? Who are those guys with Bill? Who <laughs> those French hitchhikers that Bill's got in the bus? And with. I was trying to flag you over to come over to where we were at. Well, and I, and I saw I saw you guys over there, but I thought I wanted to set my my easy up to have a presence there. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why, because I yeah. hate standing there trying to sell. I like to have a nice piece of shade to hang out yep. with the chairs and the table and all that stuff. We had. And I pretend to be there to sell shirts, but I give away more shirts than I sell because I'm terrible at... Uh, yeah. You know, make it a profit with my passion that I love. God forbid you make a dollar back on and, the dollar you spend. And uh, <laughs> and so I got there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the swap meet's full." So I drove around and I zip back and forth. And there's one, there's one row where that like, row had like nobody in it. Correct. I get that. And, I, like, and the other row, like down that I had to drive through, was like double stacked and yeah. no room. So I loop back through there and I set up my little my little swap space. The French dudes helped me set up the easy up. And then uh, I told them dudes to kick rocks, and uh, they were. They you said, were, "Earn your keep. Help me set this up." All right, guys, <laughs> listen here. Hey, Pierre, and the other guy—I forget what their names are. Cool dudes, good dudes, man. And uh, so they helped me. They're in town for they're, they're in town for like a month. I mean, these French guys—they they. Well, they, I'm sure they're experiencing like since there's a show every weekend they in California. Why not? Hard. That's know? Europeans. They get it. They're allowed so, to apparently. Yeah. So. They get like that was my deal. Off. I saw you guys parked way back on the other side. Didn't save me a spot. I noticed. And then, uh, yeah, so I just kept on driving. And then you guys did what when you were over there? I told you guys, I show up. What are you guys doing? Because I hardly got to walk around Octo at all. Um, I walked around a little bit. And? Went over and saw you. Brought you your, your blue rock star. Yeah, good man. Good man. Mm-hmm. Watched your booth while you went to the bathroom several times. I didn't go to the bathroom several times. Dude. Several times. I went one time the and family then finally showed around. up. Then I wandered around. I bought stupid things like an alternator stand and a freaking uh, doghouse adapter. All the dumb stuff I normally buy. Well, that's not dumb stuff because you use it, right? Yeah. So and saw what, some good friends. Saw Russell. Right. What did you What did you see that was uh, most impressive? Honestly, Lynn's bus to me is the most impressive. And and this isn't a this isn't a dig on 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 Pippin twenty three because I think it was awesome and it's a work of art. Mm-hmm. But man. I know that dude Lind is like very detail oriented and I know the details in that build. If, if people didn't see it, it's the bus that had, it's like a, a mobile repair teaching vehicle and yeah. it has a rack in it that holds a transaxle and a front beam. And then it has an actual engine stand in it where the engine is in the, in the center of the bus as well. And then behind it is all the cabinetry for all the original VW tooling throughout it i mean it's extremely impressive yeah very impressive yeah i i mean that's the one that the last podcast you guys listened to was all about that bus and, and he said he did it and he started in january yeah like when he told me that i was like wow yeah real short uh that real short making noise a real short window on that not just picking up the feedback from the phone um but yeah real short timeline on that what else what else did you see over there is he any good buys the 23 or? Or i'm sorry the 23 window that pip did was beautiful the, the twin turboed 
uh, laid out on the on the Fuchs. I don't like the way the Fuchs were done with the black rim. That's just never been my jam. I can't stand, I can't stand that it. look. It bro. looks too. The wheel looks too bubbly. I'm, I I mean the the bus was awesome and it's dope, but that ain't that ain't my jam on on Fuchs. I like that outer lip to be chrome to give that definition between tire and rim. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they bleed into each other like that. Yeah. No. No. No, uh, I agree a thousand. Beautiful percent. bus built to an extremely high level. There are a lot of freaking nice barn doors there. That was really cool. There was those. There was actually three of them with white roofs, roofs, but two of them belonged to one gentleman. I think he came all the way from Idaho or something like that. Like they, they, they did quite the journey in those things. Yeah, there's a there's a. I mean, I think total number of barn doors they had out there was seventy three, seventy eight, seventy eight, seventy eight. The number, yeah. That's an impressive said. number. Yeah. Eric Black saw one. There was a panel um, barn door, and Eric Black uh, hit the guy up because the guy had it for sale, and hopefully they strike a deal. Because yeah. he's like, oh, I got it sold already for full asking price, but it's all contingent on this guy selling his house. And Eric said, I can have it for you in two weeks if you want. He knew he was going to be there for this week, so he's like, two weeks I'll come back and get this. If he doesn't pull through, I'll get it. So hopefully Eric gets that one. That'd be freaking awesome. A barn door? A barn door panel. Nice. Yeah, I said panel. It was all in until you said the word panel, and then I was like, oh. It's still yeah. slick, dude. I got you, bro. It's just, it's just a panel, dude. So I don't want to get into how I feel about panels, bro. It's a lo- one is the loneliest number. But no, uh, barn door's cool, but uh, I'll probably cut windows in it. So that's me. But uh, Octo wrapped up, and then you guys you guys jetted right back after Octo? Yeah, we went and got some lunch, and we were going to head over to the ISP West open house, but that didn't start till 2. And then we were going to run up to RVA. And we were just like, man, we're going to do all this running around. Like, let's just get on the road. So we took off. What time did you get home? I got home at 7, 7.50. I was pulling up to the shop and putting my bus away. So 7.50. So about 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And what time did you leave? You left like 2? It's like six-hour drive back? Ran. Obviously, there was traffic on the way yeah, back. God, and you and I made two stops on the way back. So it's funny. I'm talking to Eric Black. He knows his way around California. He said, hey, take, take the 605 to the 22. You're going to avoid all this malarkey here. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So we're on the 91, and I see the 605 coming up. So I get on the gas, and I get in front of Dunkel because he doesn't know about this change we're about to do. And I get on the 605, and they don't follow me. I said, huh, weird. No text, no nothing. Like, hey, you're going the wrong way, nothing like that. I was like, you felt abandoned by guys. I said, well, they're on their own journey. So when I get on the 15, I'm about to hit Linwood. Like the pass was jammed. It was a crawl for about an hour, mm-hmm. and then, bam, I'm about to hit Linwood. And then I'm like, where are you guys? I text Uncle, where are you guys at? Oh, we're here, blah, blah, blah. Where are you stopping? I said, Linwood. I'm 22 miles out or something like that. And by the time I got to pull over for gas, they were still 35 miles away from Linwood. So next time, follow George T. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. Someone knew the secret way. Thank you, Eric Black. Yeah, I ended up going over to ISP West. So I was going to go... It was too close to three o'clock. It was like one thirty, and I thought by the time I drive all the way over to, and I had to have my, no, we were just driving the bus at that point. Where's my my, my truck and trailers back at the hotel because we were staying the next night. So we were driving the double cab, and I thought, well, ISP West is fairly close. We'll cruise by there. I didn't know the I didn't know it started at at uh, two at two o'clock, right? So I get what up time there, did you get there? One thirty. So oh, I I get there at one thirty. Yeah, right. But I'm like, oh, we'll run by here, run by there, maybe go by the beach, whatever. And then I show up and it's 
1.30, and then Megan starts talking to Melanie, which is uh, Critter's, Critter's girl, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, this starts at 2 o'clock, and then Megan's like, I see a look on her face like, oh, my hmm. gosh, we're here early. This isn't over. Because I was like, oh, man, this thing's already wrapping up. You know, that was my yeah. intention when I – my impression when I got there because I didn't know what time it was going until – and so I get there. Lee Hedges is there. Uh, Pedro's there. A bunch of other Type 34 guys, so – and all of a sudden, have this big Type Thirty Four powwow, and 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 Lee, being the rock star he is, he buys me, my kid, my wife, buys everybody lunch. I'm like, bro, you're not gonna, do, you know. But listen, sometimes in the life of a celebrity man, it's what happens. You know, it's what happens. <laughs> but no, you know, Lee's a freaking rad dude, man. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And he's and we just did that podcast with him recently on the early Type Three, and I got a ton of feedback on that. Like, yeah. so many people were like, man, I learned so much about Type Threes that I thought I didn't. I, I thought yeah. I knew. Or I didn't know was something unique that I needed to learn about. So, so let's just touch on that podcast real quick. Sure. The motor we put in Eric Black, 64 push button, square back. Mm-hmm. He talks about in the thing that 64 is the last year of the heat riser for the single side draft. Yeah. That motor has a heat riser, single side draft. I oh, said, yeah. So I hit up Eric. I said, bro. I said, not only is that a cool motor because it's history and all that stuff. I said... But, but it's the last year for 64 would be the one heat riser on it, according to this podcast I was just listening to. Oh, so he, so his square back is 64? His square back is 64 oh, nice. push button. It's not considered an early, according right. to Lee. He says it's 63 to 61 are the earliest because 64 started making changes. Well, I think 60, I don't think they made him 61. I think they made him 62 square right. backs. So 62, 63 would have been, but 64, like Eric has trim, he has side markers, he has all that stuff that right. makes it what Lee was calling the later one, which is funny because. 64, I think, is super early square, but not if you're a Type 3 guy, apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I thought that was a really cool little bit of information learned from that podcast. So when I told Eric that, like, bro, your motor is actually error correct for your car, which is awesome. Yeah. And and what's great is that motor just sings. You know what I mean? It was. It He's was, like, bro, it fires up every time. I said, I told you, dude, them single side drafts are insane. Yeah. They it, just run so well. Well, and a single car will always, I mean, you're not going to get the performance, but it's yeah. definitely bulletproof. The reliable. text I'm avoiding from my customers, he's telling me how good his car runs now. It's Who's a little that? stalker motor. That 67 I did last week for the guy that he, uh, Fredo Castro is his name online on uh, Instagram. He's a tattoo artist. And what did you good do dude. for him? New trans mounts, new boots. Oh, what kind of car? the engine, 67 bug. New nice. tarboard, new engine seals on the body of the engine seals. Clean the motor up all the way, put heater hose and all that stuff back on it. It was a little bit of a basket case. We got it all tuned up, and Dean and I got it all good and going. Yeah, man. I was, you know, I, I got to drive my little Type Three uh, yesterday, which we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk about pause that. Real quick, the ISP West thing. Yeah. So the ISP West thing. I'm sure Critters was a hit. The panel. Oh yeah, that, that thing car, is just, that car that is, thing is cool. That car is so cool. rad. Yeah, that car. That car, it's so funny how a car can go from one guy owning it and it yeah. being like, huh, oh yeah, it was cool and it was cool and nah, Andy on too, nah. but, but it was, but it the general put his own stamp on it. It was it was not as cool it. as it is right now. Oh, bro. for sure, it for got sure. a lot of stank on its hangs low right now, yeah. and and before it was just kind of like, huh. it was a super cool rare. Eh. It was I, it, it was not an attention grabber. It was so plain and basic. But for type three guys, like right. I always, you, when I saw it, yeah, I would you had to be out. like super, like ooh, ooh uh, uh-uh. but me, I was like meh, because I'm kind of I'm a, I'm a custom dude. I like custom stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, no, Justin did a great when job I saw on that. what Justin did with that thing, man. It was, uh, you know, he did he did what the general does, dude. And the general, the general, of the type three army just stepped up and freaking laid it out. 
He got those gangster wheels on there. Mm-hmm. Um, those are uh, early Porsche style replica, uh, the five spokes. And then um, he did uh, whole new put motor. The, he put the motor that was in his late model Brazilian square back mm-hmm. in that thing. And then he did uh, he did a, he did a bunch of stuff. Put that steering wheel in there. He he did a bunch of little stuff to kind of dial that thing in and make it look more. Kind of have it a little more custom, so I I really I really yeah, did that a little thing. more attitude now, which yeah. is cool. And he's got it has two uh, two fixed windows where there should be panel windows, and he's got the panel to close those windows off. And I thought I would leave those two windows and just leave the back paneled out because I think that thing looks super cool like that. It obviously came that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't no. think they took two panels out to put glass in, huh? Yeah. I don't think they would have done it. No, that. it didn't. It, it, they, they, someone did. Someone took the, There's just a metal panel that goes in there and gets pulled in by a piece of rubber. Hmm. So, um, yeah, there was uh, the ISPS open house was rad. Like I said, a uh, bunch of guys there that I knew. And then the cars there were super cool. I made a little video on it. So if you guys go check out my YouTube channel, uh, there's a video with some of the cars that were there while I was there when I, I just shot a quick little five-minute video. But it's pretty cool. It shows a good uh, cross-section. And my dog Tristan, bro, I feel, bro, Tristan, I, I did not mean to cut you out of the video. You were just parked where uh, I, park, I, I, may, I may be parked in your spot. You know, Tristan with the blue yeah, notch. Yeah, I know Tristan. Yeah, yeah. Tristan so, Bellissimo. Bellissimo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bellissimo. He uh, shot out to my dog out there, and you know, he had the. Uh, I didn't get his in the video, and I felt really bad when I was done. I was like, you I should. And, and I thought, you know, no, I shouldn't feel, feel bad. bad. What I sh- what I should have done was <laughs> I was going to grab a picture of his car from one crazy weekend and just have it be a one picture <laughs> of his car at night put in there. Oh, yeah, and Tristan was there. And then I was like, let me just get done editing this video. So Tristan's next time. people. I don't think it's going to be butter. Next, uh, <laughs> next time I I do it, I, I won't forget you, Tristan. But I didn't forget you, bro. I didn't forget you. I'm always happy to see you. And then I, as I was leaving, Lionel was rolling in in the uh, square. So, um yeah, I was just I was just on the move, bro. That's what I do. I was on the move, and the wife was giving me to look like it is time to go. And I think I rolled out of there about four o'clock, so she was uh, she was quite ready to leave. And uh, the other thing was, besides the time, it was like there was food there, and she's real. My wife is super unlike me, the garbage can of food. My wife is very particular she's on what she eats. She's yes. very disciplined, and so she's. Um, yeah, she's like a she's like a food OCD food maniac. So when I was like, "Oh, you, you want some barbecue, girl? You want some barbecue? I know you. Do you want some hot dogs and hamburgers? And- Excuse me, fitness girl. I know you're into barbecue and stuff because I like it. It's delicious. And then she just gives me that look, like, mm-hmm, "This was not on my menu for today, but I will eat it and be nice." So uh, she got the grilled she got the grilled chicken, no barbecue or barbecue on the side. And I thought life's too boring for that. I said, "Take whatever you're gonna give me and just dunk it in barbecue." And what's interesting is the guy that was cooking the food there. Mm-hmm was a nephew of all the Volkman Strassi guys. You remember the Volkman Strassis, the dude, the dudes, I think they were out of Compton and they all had deep dish wheels on the back of their bugs back in the, back in the class, in the, in the early days of uh, the VW classic. Doesn't ring a bell. Really bro? Yeah. Maybe you just weren't, maybe you're just not around bro. Maybe you just weren't around the early days, dude. That's what I'm thinking, dude. You just weren't around. Maybe I wasn't, dude. <laughs> you weren't around. I was there, dude. You weren't there, dude. Maybe the real guy's got an issue with timelines is you. Look at George trying to look down his nose, look at his phone. Oh, all of a sudden you're on your phone, huh, George? That's interesting. I'm texting my wife to let her know that I'm here doing a yeah. podcast. Listen, we're cranking it out for the we're cranking it out for the people. So ISP West was cool. Um shout out to all those guys that do all that uh all that hard work out there to get that that little thing going. And I and I really wish I would have had my 
you, that's the problem, right? When you got a type two, a type three, and there's all those things going on, you want to bring one of everything there. So I wish I had Future Shock because Future Shock is pimp of the year and everybody likes how it looks. Didn't um, you have it there last year? I did, yeah. I had few, what kind well, of, two, it was two years what ago. What kind of response did it get? Uh, it was pretty cool. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the, the, there's two responses. There's the people that are like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe it's here. And then they were like, I don't understand it. And I'm like, you're not from 87. Yeah. So just pump the brakes on. But people can appreciate a lot of the stuff that's done to it. But, uh, you know, later, while I was down there this last week, there's uh, Fred Norbert was in town from Belgium. And he's, he's he had a raspberry bug and he's really big into raspberry stuff. And he hit me up and he's like, I want to come to Vegas and see Future Shock. And I said, well, I'm, I'm leaving town this Saturday, so uh, I'm going to be here from this day to this day. And he's like, OK, I'll come on Tuesday and come see Future Shock. And so he comes over and I'm like, I'll pull Future Shock out for him. And then like there was some little translation. He said, what time are you going to be home? I said, probably afternoon. He goes, OK. And then I went to text him like I got home early from work. And then I said, I'm going to start shuffling stuff out of the garage. So I shoot him a text like, hey, I'm at the house. Let me know you want to come by. And then I like change, put some shorts on, go out to start moving cars around. I look at the door and he's out front. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that was quick, but he hadn't even received my text yet because he's just on the thing. But it just yeah. worked. It just worked out. So then he had to witness the whole shuffle of every car, which turned into yeah. like a, a whole thing. And then I get Future Shock out, and I had been charging the battery. It sounded a battery charger for like a week, and then uh, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> No, no, no. It sat on a battery charger for like a week. Like like I, at least two or three weeks was sitting on a trickle charger uh-huh. out there. And then I moved the trickle charger to something else. And I don't know if I left a button on or what happened, but... Um, Future Shock didn't shock anybody. Huh? No, Future Shock was not giving the <laughs> z- zap to nobody. And so I pushed it out. And she's not in all her glory. You know, her back seat's out. And she ain't the prettiest when you're oh, looking at the wiring. You know what wiring's I mean? A it's like seeing the, seeing the makeup off the girl. And so I got Fred there, and I'm feeling this obligation, like, bro, this dude has got to ride in this car, dude. He's all the way from Frizance. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Belgium. He's Belgium. all the way from Belgium. And so uh, Andrew happens to stop in. I mess with the wiring a little bit. Like, why? I mean, I'm not even getting ignition lights now. We'll come to find out there's a little fuse block, block in the back, and there was a screw terminal on it that got loose. And so, like, we're kind of messing with everything, jiggling stuff. Boom. Tighten that up. Everything works. Before that, I hotwire the car. Mm-hmm. Like a hot wire, of the car jumped the uh, jumped the coil from the. Hang on, is this the same hot wire from one crazy weekend last year? Well, no, I, I had to make a new wire because I know I had with the old wire. But yeah, I mean, but the new... same problem mm-hmm. hasn't been corrected. No, 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 it's corrected now. Oh, okay. Now, well, so before I got it fixed, I hot wired because I'm like, bro, I'm taking this dude for a drive, dude. He's get to live his dream and drive in this car. So I start the car up, I drive around the block, and then I get back here, and I'm going to pull in the driveway, and then I got the seat out, we're jiggling stuff, and I find the loose wire, we tighten that up, and now all of a sudden, the ignition lights come on, everything's working. Yeah. I test the coil wire, coil wire's working, everything, so I disconnect all, because I had made it uh, semi-permanent. You flim flim Let me tell you right now, George, you've been proud of me, because I made the hot wiring, I made the rigging semi-permanent. Mm. Dude. Like I put a kind of a connector on the end, and then a few other things, but I do I do have one issue. You know the dumbest thing I had, what happened, hmm. is the the terminal that's on top of the alternator, mm-hmm. I take it off, I, I put a, a ring on there, I cramp, I, I, I put a wire on there and jump it to the coil, but like I'm doing it all professional with like an eyelid on there, mm-hmm. and I gotta put the nut on there, and it's like stripped out or won't thread on, and I'm losing my mind, man. I'm like so annoyed because I just pulled it off, mm-hmm. now it's not going back on, and I think I did get it on because I pulled... Um, a, a 10 millimeter off of some no old been linkage. Well, it's a, it was, it was, I'm sorry, it was an eight millimeter. It was an eight millimeter that I pulled off of uh, 
which would be a six millimeter stud, right? It'd be a five. Five. M5. Well, you know, it's an M5, dude. So uh, anyway, I, I got that working. So now, actually, Future Shock right now. Runs. You go in a garage, turn the key, nice. run. Like it actually, As it should. It actually started with the key because it's got a, it's got a bypass jumper on the back, mm-hmm. but it's got a key that used to never work. And, and, and then I looked at the, had a big 30 amp fuse, but it was kind of melted, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? And well, it had to be from that loose connection that created a bunch For of heat because sure. it wasn't getting a good connection. So luckily enough, Fred, uh, Fred Norbert coming from Belgium uh, kind of forced my hand to get Future Shock up and running. So now, boom, nice. she's on the road, dude. She's ready to, ready to rizzle. Yeah. The only thing I got to do, any of you guys know, and you want to text me on Instagram or Facebook or however you want to get get at me, send me an email at, at Let's Talk Dubs. How in the freaking world do you pull a lower back seat out of a tight three without ripping everything apart? Because, geez, Louise, man, that that lower that lower seat that comes out is mm-hmm. like I don't know what kind of origami I got to do. I can't remember how I got in there, but the, the, also the problem is like the 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 fabric is like the shroud of Turin, dude. It's like yeah, that cloth Jesus was buried thin. in, and so it's like. Because old, it's old velour, like yeah. real old, and it's and, and actually the the looping they did on a set of hog rings is like it's like a like a dental floss. I don't know what it is, but it's super. I don't know if it's just eroded from all that time. But and I actually reached out to Steve Connect. I'm like, hey, bro, and he answers his phone. And he calls me later. He's like, hey, what's going on, Bill? I missed your call. I'm like, oh yeah, I was just curious. I mean, it's a little while ago, but I don't know if you remember how to put that back seat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he hasn't owned the car in 25 years. I don't know if you remember how to put the back seat. He's like, yeah. I don't really remember. I think you got to take the side panels off. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's freaking. Sounds like a lot of work. And so I, far. you know, you notch guys, let me know how that back seat comes out in the notchback because <laughs> the the lower the lower seat in the notchback comes right out. It doesn't hinge forward. It comes yeah. out. And I, I mean, even bug seats are difficult to get in and out. And I don't know. I don't know because Future Shock's got kind of a curve to the top of it, and I don't know if it was modified because it because of how it was made into a roadster. I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know the deals, but. Went for a cruise in that, uh, took some pictures with the car. He was super stoked. Uh, and then I took him, I brought him over to your shop. And so we just mm-hmm. kind of kind of gave him the, old, the, the, the typical one, two Vegas thing. So uh, that we've had a lot of people that come to town to visit that we've done. But uh, other stuff that's been happening with me, man, is I got uh, the interior done in the Beetle Barn bus, which then has now made me sit here over and over thinking to myself, like, man, I really would like to. I really, really would like to finish the outside, but Mm-mm. I'm going to hold off Mm-mm. on any of that. I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm back and forth on it. Um, I re- and, and there's a product, and I should look it up. There's a product that you're supposed to, uh, that you can use to preserve uh, patina. Poppy's patina? Maybe that's it, bro. Is that it's like a, a sponge on. And look at this guy, bro. He takes me right to Poppy's patina, yeah. bro. They have a satin and they have a gloss. Wipe on clear coat for sale. So, yeah. And I don't know what, I mean, is it, it's, uh, you most likely would need two, two to three kits for your bus, I would think. Yeah. And I don't know what the, I don't know what the deal is, but, uh, they got a lot of YouTube videos. You can check it out. It basically, like they say, you wipe it on and it's like poor 15, where it has that self leveling effect. And let me see. Oh, crap, bro. That's $214 for each kit. Land Shark Wipe on Matte Kit. So what should see? Because when I'm looking at the bus, the I would paint, go with matte. But what it's going to do is richen the colors of everything. It's going to enhance it. Yes, so it's going to richen up. Yeah, the but wouldn't WD-40 do the same thing? Yeah, but WD-40 will eventually. It's a solvent. It'll start deteriorating and ruining it. Mm, I think it's WD. Like I WD-40 my roof on my bus because it's bare metal in a bunch of spots. Right. But 
I would never do it on top of paint. My my mine is garbage. On yours, you need to do something that's gonna keep it alive. They have oils and stuff you could put on it. There's other products that people use, like linseed oil or something like that. I've seen another guy doing it. That he said he used to do that on his, and then he ended up just poppy's patina in it. Yeah, because the poppy's patina is permanent. You don't have to sit there and keep so doing it. So that's kind of what I want to do. And it's like, where do you start? Where do you stop? To Were preserve? you complaining just now about spending six hundred dollars for three kits to do that? What would a paint job cost? Yeah, but a paint job, I would believe, I would feel more gratification. Would you? Yeah, if I got it painted. I don't think so. So there, there, that's the other thing, right? So I, I asked Justin to reach out to his dad because his dad, unfortunately, has Alzheimer's. But, and his long-term memory is real good. And I said, hey, do me a favor. Reach out to your dad and see if he remembers what if he painted that bus a factory color from another car, like diamond blue metallic yeah. or something, right? Like, um, let me see. But um, that's what. Uh, so did he get back to you? No, I, I just sent him that message today. So hopefully okay. he gets back to me. Because uh, now that I did the interior and I originally was going to do. So the seats are like a, a machine turn vinyl. So it looks like a basketball from a distance, but it looks, when you look at the pattern up close, it looks like a machine turn design. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because the, the interior, I wanted to get kind of a 70s vibe from it. Mm-hmm. So I did that and then I had a matching like um, like a shark, a, a shark skin blue on mm-hmm. the sides of the It's clean looking. Vinyl. It, mat- it matches the electric and, but, blue. But then exterior. it wasn't, but then it wasn't. They didn't have it, so that's why I went with the dark blue that's in the headliner. That's why I went with the dark blue in the lower half of the seats. So it's a dark blue, a light blue, and then like a pearl white insert on the on the door panels. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the problem is all of the mango on the inside of the bus that shows through. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing, you know, blue, blue, blue mango stripe. And I'm almost thinking I want to get some blue paint. Like if he could tell me what that get paint. Some blue Krylon that matches it probably and hit those. Right. Yeah. Up. I just I just want to kind of clean it up and, and just make it look a little less noticeable, but it's also kind of thing like where do you start and where do you stop because yeah. that's how it was painted back then it was just an exterior paint job it wasn't all through it was just really that's more what i was saying we could always go back and just satin black those areas so they just blend and kind of disappear the thing is you're not going to get rid of the mango dash yeah you would have to paint your mango dash well no and that's what i that's what i would do i would mask the inside of the car and paint that dash i would scuff and paint that dash just to get the dash, the column, all that stuff, that blue, if I knew what blue it was. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a project I can do. Like, I can mask it off. Don't give me the side eye, George. I gave you side eye directly. That's exactly. Directly towards you. That is exactly. I can do that. That is. Can you? Up my out. Well, look, can you? look, if I run out of a can, that's going to be the reason why it's not quite finished. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm all about rattle can, dude. So I was saying, you. So when, uh, when I was working on James Pulley's bus years ago, we put pop-outs in all the windows and and originally they were stationaries right when we kept the stationaries the painter was so good they didn't take the windows out that's how good they were mm-hmm. so they were a different color inside the holes and i got a krylon that matched his paint close and just taped it off and painted the inside of the squares if you really stared at it you could tell but i mean you can get away with it with the areas you're looking to do they're just small areas like gaps in between the doors i think you could completely get away with it yeah but I don't. I, I would definitely not paint the exterior. Of that that the history is what you're looking at there. I know. And so what I was looking at, if you guys uh, on my Instagram, I went to post some. Uh, I went to post some stuff with respect to the pinstriping. So the pinstriping was done by Bob Spina, and it's little tiny micro writing across the top of the rear hatch. There's pinstriping all on the windows, the when taillights. When you think it's small, it's even smaller than what you think it yeah. is. The, the text is as. As tall as a one line of a brush, Correct. if that makes sense to you. Yep. If you're if you're familiar with pinstriping, that's how tall the text is. 
I mean, you if you didn't if you didn't stare at it, you would never even notice it was there. It's insane looking. Yeah, it's super cool. And then, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, how do you preserve all this, right? Yeah. And and that's kind of the problem, right? I want I want the car. <sighs> I'm just a shiny car, dude. And I think that bus. This ain't a shiny car. Come on. I man. think it can't. But I think you could restore that bus back to the way it was designed to be built, and it's just as good if you left it all preserved. But the, the the challenge that I wrestle with, and you guys can give me your opinion in, in uh, on Instagram when I when I when I uh, make a little post about it, because what makes me what really is holding me back is the lettering on the side, which could yeah. be redone. It could be re- so I could trace it, totally. someone could redo it, and the pinstriping that's done by Bob Spina. What I want to do because I'm going to make a little a, little, a small uh, video on the history of the Beetle Barn bus. I actually want to drive the bus over to see Bob Spina and just mm-hmm. see if and, and record him talking about the experience with him. If he remembers it, striping yeah. that car. Yeah, he's got to be in his eighties too right now. He's yeah, an he's, old dude. He's, Last time I saw him, he was an old guy. Yeah, no, I went there with Joey there. Westcott. Like Joey Westcott took me there and introduced me to him. Yeah, so that's how I know where his shop is at. Yeah, so I just want to get that get that going. So I may do some Poppy's patina. I'm gonna check it out. I'll look at look at kind of what it does for it. But if it if it richens up that electric blue paint. I would be happy with like spraying the dash and all that stuff a blue to match, you know. So yeah. I just think that would look cool. But the, I mean, it is what it is. It's it's a bus that was built in nineteen, you know, nineteen. Leaving it as it is is more of a tribute to Warren Stevens and Bob Spina than if you were to redo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, you you're preserving a piece I mean, of history. I right, mean, right now. So what's happening with that? It, and I think the cool part, right, is we're gonna lower it a little bit now that we've been to Moab and it's no need to do anything like that anymore. Yeah. So I'm just going to put a standard drop on it, like a four-inch drop, and I've got those big five-spoke wheels, which I may take down to the raw finish instead of the black that they are now. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll give it a full-on, like like a 60s kind of gasser support team vehicle for a drag bug. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. it, that's kind of the vibe I'm going with. And we did, we did, well, today I was supposed to get my supercharger. I haven't got my supercharger from, uh, I went ahead and ordered a supercharger from, um, yeah, we'll be making a video on that one for sure. The install oh, and everything on that. Compressor house. So if you guys, if any of you guys look at anything from compressor house, and I'm sure after you see the video, you, you'll probably order one. I want to, I'm actually going to order a draggy. So when uh, we're going to do a, a draggy, a draggy, something you mount in the car and it gives you like drag racing, quarter mile mm-hmm. times, zero to 60, all that stuff. Okay. So to mount it in the car, so we're going to do, do a pre-test. Yeah. We're right gonna, there on Mesquite. We can do right in front of the shop. Do, just do a run yeah. up and down. And then we're going to do after. And I think what would be interesting is I don't, I don't know if the draggy gives you braking and all that data. But I'm sure it would say G's. I've, I've already got the trans for the bus, a freeway flyer trans mm-hmm. with type three brakes on the back. And then I've got the front beam coming for it, narrowed four inch beam. And I just have to do a disc brake set for the front. Yeah, so, do it like an AC Industries or just a MP kit for the front. I wouldn't get too crazy with no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I don't need to. And so... Um, I'm I would definitely put rear discs on it though. We had this discussion like, do you already have the Type Three stuff for the back? Yeah, it came off the Type Thirty Four. Yeah. So repurpose, recycle, bro. I'm all, I'm environmental. Why? I'm pro environment, dude. That's what I do. Why? Or maybe a little bit cheap. It's just disc brakes, dude. I mean, it's just so silly. Yeah. Well. No maintenance. Well, we'll easy see. going. We'll see, dude. We'll see. Um, so that's what's happened with that. And then uh, while I was down there in California, I picked up a. Um, I picked up the uh, MPC stripe kit from my boy uh, Randy, and um, Randy's been on the podcast. Used to own Der Speed Shack, 
and I picked up a gold NPC strap kit. So I got plans for that. Maybe the Mach 11's hitting the ground. It's going to hit the tarmac. And it's going to get the... Uh, I'm against this, by the way, guys. I hey, say leave it fine. a Baja. That's, that's fine, bro. It's not a Baja. So the, the problem is it looks cool. It drives like pure crap, dude. Like it, it yeah, feels you like, anything. The ball joints need replacing. No, it's not like about it the ball joints, bro. It's, it looks cool in those tires. And those tires are the world's worst tires. They're like bias ply. These, these freaking Baja tires. They're for the dirt only, dude. And it's, and it's not fun to drive. And what am I going to do with that thing? I can't fit air cleaners in the back, so I'm never going to take it off-road. So what's the point? Sure you can. You got to get them ones that like they yeah, angle bro. inward. They're a bunch yeah. of little separate canines mm. that go on them. Mm. I'm not a fan of them either. I wouldn't put them on my car, but so well, I appreciate you suggesting them for me. <laughs> or I'm sure they make some sort of bolt on for no. I get the little, the little, but but you can't take it off road. The amount of dust you get in off road, like you need outer wear. You need all kinds of. Can't just put a little a little cannon on there. That's, that ain't gonna work, bro. Mm. I don't mean to take the position of authority in a few things, but this I will. And so it'll just be clean on the street. And then I, I'm going to do an MP tribute out of that car since I am getting another MP bug. Um, I've got enough MP stuff here just to do an MP tribute. And I think it's going to be rad. I'm going to do kind of a 70s throwback with that thing. Uh, two-tone the interior and gold wheels, gold stripe kit on there. And uh, I assure you guys this, the next time you see that bug, you will remember that bug. You won't be like, oh, remember. which bug? You'll remember it. You'll be like, oh, dang. But so I'm, I'm excited to... Like my gears have been turning. I ordered the drop spindles for it, and uh, so I'm just gonna drop spindle the front. And um, I don't. know. I got to look at your front brakes tonight because Eric was calling me about that. He's like, he ordered, he wants no, brakes, no, but no, I don't no. know what I he ha- has. I had, I already talked to him. I have a brand when I had the limo bug. Mm-hmm. See, this is what you understand, George. If investments are constantly made, dude. When I had the limo bug, I ordered an entire front disc brake kit. Mm-hmm. I ordered all the disc brake stuff to convert it to disc brakes from Justin or from uh, Marie at Nevada Off Road. Yeah, but does that mean you bought a let drum me, let me finish, bolt-on kit? Let me finish what I'm saying. I bought a factor, all the factory disc brake stuff to convert the front of the limo bug to disc brakes, mm-hmm. and then I sold the bug. Mm-hmm. So I had it all sitting at Justin's shop, calipers, rotors, uh, I think ball joints, everything. I've got everything sitting there. in my. Now it's sitting in my office on the floor in a box, and I forgot that I bought it. And so I also have an extra set of four lug, uh, the ones that I pulled off my 67 that are sitting in here, so the four lug stock brakes so i'm putting stock front brakes on it um i'm gonna i gotta change the back to four lug uh four lug brakes in the back and do the um 205 70 in the back 145 165 45 is that what they are uh 145 65 or 155 60 15 yeah so i'm gonna do a set of those tires on there i'm gonna take the uh the cleblats that i have i'm gonna have them powder coated gold to match a C-stripe kit, and then I got to figure out. And you guys, you guys, let me know what color interior you think would go good with gold. I was thinking like a navy blue, um, and then I started thinking maybe a red interior on it because I'm gonna redo the interior. Um, the interior guy's wanting it this week if he can get it, but I, I can't rush into it unless I have something picked out. So, um, but that's that's what's going on with that project. And then bull run bus. What's update on the bull run bus? Just waiting on the steering column. Yeah, we're redoing the steering column after I did the steering column. The actual, just the steering shaft, not the column. The column stays the same, new shaft going in. Uh, pump is mounted. Rear is hooked up to the pump. The front line is run in place. I just need to punch it through the body and connect it to the pump and then connect the wiring, make a loom for the front to back that we already have in there and connect it. So that, that I was hoping to have that thing operational, but we've just been so dang busy. And it's just me and Dean right now doing all that work. So 
And then you got uh, other projects you got that you're yeah. kicking out of the shop, just yeah. working on getting some stuff finalized to get all all finished. Yeah. And then uh, as far as uh, other shows you plan on going to, George? Hmm. I'm not going to do Prado uh, Black Star this weekend. We, we were just in California last weekend for Octo, and I just can't take that many Fridays off. And I'm probably not going to do the Buggin' either, just because, once again, it's just it's just too soon, and I already took two days off, and two days off the week before that for Moab and everything else. So well, I don't know what the on, we're going to. Buggin's on Sunday. Well, you can route me and Johnny, because... Uh, what show are you guys going to? Me and Johnny are going up to Bedford, Oregon. Oh, for a Fast Four thing? No longer the Fast Four. Yeah, it's it is, it's it is the Volks Group, and the Volks Group is going to be in Medford, Oregon, July 1st and 2nd. So uh, I think you guys ought to check it out. If you've never been to uh, one of these events, they're completely legit. I, ta- I was on the phone with Johnny today because he was on the phone with the guys from Volks Group. They had a whole thing online last night chatting, and I talked to the wife, and I got a halfway okay from her because our – our anniversary is the third and her birthday is the fourth. So I already talked to Johnny and Johnny's like, bro, if you got to get back, if we tow up there, cause I told Johnny, I said, you get to Vegas and then I'll put your car with my drag bug and we'll put them both in the trailer and we'll haul them out there to Stop the, with, yours, dude. with the Medford we're going, we're going to haul it out there for the Medford thing to go out there. And then I could fly back, but I think I'll just end up just, we'll get there. My, my vision right now is we'll leave. He'll leave Thursday. He'll get here. We'll leave, I'll leave 4 a.m. on Friday for here. It's a 12 hour ride. So we'll get to, we should be able to get to Medford by four or five o'clock. And uh, it's about a 12, it's a 12 hour drive. We'll get there and he may be able to do a couple test hits. And then Saturday is a test day so he can test. But I think it would be rad just to bring Johnny out there yeah. um, and just go out there because it was just such a great time last time to go out we there. We had a great time. And I haven't been to the Medford track, and the Medford track's pretty cool. So I wonder, is it the same group of people? It's the same, yeah, same group of people. It's all the same. It's, it's the same people. So the Kenny Kitchen will be there, the, yep. the same yep. groups, so the, all the Bergs, everybody there yep. having yep. a good old time. Yeah, because I was talking to Doug. I was John, talking to Mike. Yep, George. I think uh, I think uh, Limnios should be there. Uh, George, Preston. I don't know. I, look, I don't know if George is going to be McCallick. there. I don't know because regardless if he's there, his car ain't racing, so nobody cares. Well, right, and I don't know if he's we just want down. George for his company. I just don't know if he's down, bro. I mean, this, these uh, these Argentinians, bro. You know how they Can't are. Trust so. him. I'm hoping I'm hoping he shows up, bro. I'm hoping he's down, but uh, I mean, I may have to roll through. Sacktown, pick him up and drag him up there. But he he better get his. If I'm driving all the way up there, if I'm driving yeah. twelve hours, he can drive four. You Where's I mean? Medford? Medford's in Oregon. It's at the line of California Oof. and Oregon. It's a twelve hour drive, bro. But it would be legit to bring Johnny 12 out there. Twelve on probably a car, bro. I'm look, a double trailer. Mm-mm. We move, we move, dude. Dodge Ram. Get bring out the, the way. one car. Just bring Johnny's. Yours is trash. It needs to be completely gone no, through before bro. it ever hits a track. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll check it out. You got to put time in. You wanted to run it. You got to put time in, dude. You got to put time and effort into it. I got it, bro. So we'll see. I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. But and that's uh, the first week in July. That is the very first week in July. Three weeks it's, from now. It's July 1st and 2nd. So that's my plan is to go up there. This You guys heard it first here on Let's Talk Dub. So the plan is uh, because the other Volks Group event they have is October 6th and 7th. So unfortunately, we won't, be able to make, we won't be able to make it to that one. Nope. I want to support those guys, even though they make it as far as possible for me. But I want to support them because they're these guys are just down to race. It's like the whole group is a no drama group. Yeah. There's no drama over there. It's just nothing but a good time. Everybody's chilling and having fun. Definitely one of the funnest shows I've ever been to. And maybe not, I'm gonna not, sit not show, but drag thing. Maybe I'm gonna sit John Sugar down and get his interview. John Shut Sugar up. in the 
and get a couple other people that have been that have been uh, meeting with last time I was up there. So yeah, hammer down some interviews. Uh, maybe get Pat Downs back on. He's been wanting to come back on. So we'll get we'll do a sit down with Pat Downs. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons I need to go, but it would just be rad to bring Johnny out there and actually have Johnny out there on the track. So. Uh, it'd just be fun. Just be fun to 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 do that. Supporting the uh, Southwest us desert rats going up. Did he there. get his motor on and everything back together? Yep. Yep. I was on the phone with Johnny today, so he just was like, "Dude, you let me know we're gonna be there." So right now, I'm just as, as everybody hears us, they're <laughs> they're gonna know we're going. So no backing out now, bro. So come uh, tires on the trailer, whatever it takes. I mean, now all the tires on the trailer are brand new. So from last sure. year, yeah, yeah, I'm one sure. Well, there might be one, bro, but I'm willing to take the gamble, dude. So. But um, yeah, we got that, all that stuff. Volksgroup, um, anything else you got going on, George? I can talk about. I did shoot a letter to my boy Dino Don Chamberlain because I've been I've been talking to him for a while, trying to get him on, and he sent me back an email. He says, "Hey man, I'm super excited. I do want to come on the podcast. I do want to do, you know, an episode with you." And so we're just gonna get it timed out to where it's gonna work out for him and for me. Uh, upcoming podcast, I've got. Uh, George Otto, I've got... Um, Why is that name so familiar, George Otto? So George Otto is a... He's a publisher, a book writer. Um, he's DFL, which is like a cow look German club. Mm-hmm. And so um, you've seen him. He's got a Type 34 Gia that was on the... Uh, I think it's sitting on... If I don't, I'm not mistaken, it's sitting on gas burners. White one. And uh, he's been in the VW scene for a long time and you know publisher of uh, magazines and stuff like that so okay. you'll know george otto when you hear him from the podcast so he's going to be coming up uh richie king's podcast is still coming up um ron rosevere's podcast still coming up and um there's one what when you say it's still coming up he's a recorder these already? are already recorded i richie king's i got to get his audio kind of tuned in because we had i had a little bit of issue with uh that's with, one of the uk ones yeah, with the recording. So Richie King's still going to be coming out. I just got to get the audio dialed in. And um, there's one other one. Oh, Lyndon Creamer. So Lyndon Creamer's coming on. The nice. guy who built FUBAR. So if yeah. you haven't seen FUBAR, look up FUBAR or Lyndon Creamer on uh, Instagram. and Custom Creams on Instagram. Custom Creams on Instagram. He's got he's got a freaking, it's a it's a dope ride. So yeah, uh, he's, he, his, he is ridiculous with attention to detail. I do the nut job. But yeah. in a good way, in a great way. Yeah, he's uh, so you get to hear a lot about the the process of the '64 because it's it's more than just um, it's more than just the like a, a typical show car. There's a long history he's got with that car, changing hands, buyers. It's it's a good story. I mean, like all the podcasts are good stories. So another person I ran into, you know, I, I hit up um, Ed Craig who ran I I want to say maybe the Buena Park store for Auto House. Been in the scene for a long, long time. Uh, probably a generation younger than all the upper guys, all ladies and me, all those guys. He's about 10 years younger than those guys. So he was like the younger guy hanging around with those guys. Uh, talked to him. We talked about doing a podcast. So it's going to be, it's going to be good stuff. I got a lot of, a lot of good content coming up. So that's going to be rad. I did want to, I did want to do a shout out for, uh, for a couple of people that picked up some merch and the first guy is John Farrell and he's from halfway Missouri, uh, picked up some merch, supported the podcast and also Ken Tuomi, uh, and he is out of Seattle, Washington. So I appreciate those guys for supporting the podcast. And if you guys want to support the podcast, go to let's talk dubs.com and pick up some merch to support the podcast. I do have some new shirts that are available so you can check them out. There's new 
Let's Talk Dubs, which is kind of like a postcard, old vintage postcard logo. And then I have um, also a a new script logo on a on. A lot of people complain that I got just black stuff, black shirts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did that ash colored shirt with that chrome script logo. So mm-hmm. that thing's uh, that one's available too. And I did put some of the show shirts on there, the One Crazy Weekend show shirts. Um, but there there's no date, there's none of that stuff. But those shirts were drawn by Steve Nazar as well as they're they're cool. It's a VW shirt. It's got Vegas on it. It's got all kinds of cool stuff. So there's. A lot of stuff like that that's available that you guys can check out. Also, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast I did about my prison experience, that you can search. Uh, if you go to, you just search Arrested in Mexico. 58. Don't search Arrested in Mexico. You got to give them the specifics because that's what I look for. That's why I had to call you. It's the first What's, one that comes up. If you take your phone was. right now and you search Arrested in Mexico podcast, just go to Google and search Arrested in Mexico podcast. I went podcast. to Apple, iTunes. Go to Apple. That. Go, it's, called, it's the only one called Arrested in Mexico. So if you go to Apple Podcast and you search Arrested in Mexico, the Arrested in Mexico podcast comes out. Matter of fact, the four friends on Facebook, and you guys see my Facebook post, I just, somebody sent, one of, one of the guys in the Volkswagen Club sent me a link for a small documentary they did on a prison in Tijuana, and it's exactly the same as that prison. It was, it when I watched it, it felt like I was back there, so it was kind of a, it was a wild trip just to watch that 10-minute documentary because... It was like I was back there again, but guess what? I'm in a free old USA, and we're here kicking it, Volkswagens. You should post that video up so people get an idea of it. I did. I shared it on my Facebook okay. page. So and I I listened to all seven episodes of that podcast, yeah. and it's really good. If, yeah. if anybody here is interested in the story, go check it out. Yeah, it's R- an excellent, Ryan Connect does a phenomenal job editing that audio. Yeah, he, he scores in it. He scores the music. He yeah. writes all, all that music's original music he's written, all the scores, all the... You know, when he, when, when I'm talking about, you know, they keep playing this Mexican music, or whatever. And so he puts like this, this Mexican music that's muffled in the background. Like he is really, this guy is an audio artist, man. So yeah. go check him out. Uh, Ryan connect who Steve connects son. So it all connects back all to connected. Volkswagens, right? Let's see. Ryan, Ryan connects band is, uh, I'll get you the, uh, the name of his band here in just two seconds. So non-biased opinion on that podcast that, you know, Bill is my brother, but it's a very well done podcast. And there was a few times in it when I got emotional and I'm sure it's because obviously Megan is my sister-in-law and Ronnie's my niece and stuff like that. But when, when the family members are talking about their experience, it's very moving, very touching. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, uh, go give Ryan connect a follow Ryan K N E C H T. He's Steve connects son, but he does just a phenomenal job of producing uh, music and audio stuff and soundtrack. So if you guys are working on anything, you need some work done, uh, reach out to Ryan. Cause he just does audio such, work. Yeah. He does such great work. So if you're doing a podcast and movie, you need background stuff like that. He just does. I can't express what a good job. He's a phenomenal guitarist. And um, it he, just, it adds an, another layer to the story. It I makes you feel more yeah, immersed in it. That's the good thing about it. It like immerses you in the story more. That's the best way to describe it. And he has a band on Spotify that you guys can check out called the world over. They're a super, super rad band. I mean, they're like really, you know, the music industry is tough today, but they're, they're actually a good band. It's not yeah. like something I tell you, listen to and I'm like, I wouldn't listen to it. Like, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's good sound and music. So, but arrested in Mexico, check it out. Yeah. So check out the podcast. And then, uh, what else we got? We got uh, one crazy weekend coming up. There's a lot October of people. October 6th and 7th. October 6th and 7th. A lot of people pre-registering for one crazy weekend. So make sure you guys get out there, pre-register right now for 
one crazy weekend. Reserve. I cannot express this enough. Reserve your rooms now. My no last minute call. And come I on, just guys. I just talked to somebody that they said, "Oh yeah, I'm coming for one crazy weekend, but I'm also coming because there's some there's some college game happening here." Hmm. I warn you guys now: if you do not book your rooms and you think oh, I'm going to stay somewhere else because there's games here, because we've got the Raider Stadium here, because we've got all this stuff now. When there's big games here, the room rates go through yeah. the roof. So book your we California pricing. Book your yeah. All of a sudden, you get California pricing. Book your rooms now because that would be something. And that you want to stay at the host hotel, like because there's nothing better. Because then you can just walk away from your car and go upstairs. Yeah. If you got to go drive somewhere else, that I tell you what, that next place you're going to isn't having security watch your car all night. You know. Yeah, the Orleans is the spot to stay at. So you guys yeah. need to make sure that you get your rooms booked at the Orleans. It's gonna and we're be- going to put together a video. Phil and I are going to put together a video that you're going to see on probably both of our channels. We're going to stop by our poker run stops and just show you what to expect. We'll edit in some previous uh, year's footage of what the strip cruise is like and, and whatnot, just so you get a feel for what the show is, just to help promote it a little You bit. might have some snippets of me breakdancing and stuff like Maybe. that. You know, you never know, bro. So I'm being a Adidas suit involved some, somewhere. <laughs> bro, I'll be getting down on it. So um, what else, George T? Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. I will uh, check out my YouTube channel, The, wa- the Wagon, W-A-G-E-N. Yeah, check out George's YouTube channel. And then... Uh, I think I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. We talked about upcoming events. We talked about uh, the shows coming up, and uh, I think that's, I think that's it. Oh shoot, 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 shoot! Let's back it up a second. You know, I had, I had a bunch of stuff printed that I didn't have, which I'm gonna have to do on the next one. I have a bunch of uh, listener, um, some listener feedback. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But a bunch of a bunch of letters and stuff from from people that have been listening to uh to let's talk dubs matter of fact i could probably rip through it here on my ipad george if you want to you know jump in here give a little bit of uh a little bit you know so you're just your time this is when you jump in like oh, i'm gonna fill this up right quick mm-hmm. well yeah i see how you know your freaking arms <laughs> folder bro a lot of help you are dude we just shut it down and then you fired it right back up no bro we're not shutting it down for wanna, information right now no bro i'm telling people what's going down Let's see. You don't scratch your so beard with the, the uh, one crazy weekend things to expect friday night we do a strip cruise um, we're going to, we're, that's, that's tentative right now because we are having F1 a couple weeks after our show here and they have a ton of construction going on in the strip. So if it doesn't matter, we're cruising anywhere. We're just going to figure out what section we're yeah, going to cruise. We will be cruising the strip. We're just going to have to probably pick and choose the area we're going to go to due to extensive, the, the strip is literally torn down to almost two lanes now and that's it. Um, obviously we're going to be doing Saturday morning will be a top 20 car show. Uh, pre-register for that on letstalkdubs.com and Saturday evening is the world famous poker run and I can tell you this right now from the people that experience it and go through it that is the weekend maker right there so make sure you come out for this weekend it's more than just a car show it's a driving experience in your Volkswagen something you really don't get to experience at at car shows because you show up you park your car you sit and you jibber jabber with everybody you know and then you take off but this is much more involved. And, and I can tell you right now, if you talk to the people like Tristan, Lionel, and Sean Barry, and all these guys like uh, Todd Getty, all these dudes that have been coming since year one, it is an event worth coming out for. Yeah. So make sure you and your friends all come out and support one crazy weekend, October 6th and 7th, 2023, at the Orleans Hotel and Casino, hosted by Let's Talk Dubs in the Wagon, sponsored by Finley SoCal Speed Shop, Finley Volkswagen, Nevada off-road buggy. 
and uh, Sunkiss Graphics and Sunkiss Graphics, Ross Wolf also, and Ross Wolf. Now, uh, so, so I got a couple listener emails, and some of the listener emails I want to read were. Uh, Martin Smith says, Hey Bill, I found your podcast and I've binged on many of the older episodes. I have a 69 Beetle that you inspire me to regularly repair, but then I listened to your Arrested in Mexico podcast. Very thankful you're back with your family. My heart is heavy for those that remain in prison and disappointment, anger at corruption. Your podcast is valuable because it puts real people and your relationships to the face of the suffering that goes on in our world. Looking forward to the next episodes of Let's Talk Dubs and Arrested in Mexico. And that was from Martin Smith. Um, I also have Eric Reed says, I was wondering if you have ever talked to Jim at Interstate VW about being on your podcast. He has a huge wrecking yard for all VWs, and he has been around for over 30 years. And then I hit him back, and I said, Eric, yo, Eric, give me his info. And then I got a bounce back from his email. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he's at D-mail. <laughs> <laughs> is D next to G? Well, as it said, D, at D email. So I just replied <laughs> to that one. So Eric, uh, Eric Reed, Eric, Get your boy Reed, back if, up. if you hear me, uh, sent, why don't you send me Jim at Interstate VW's information? Another one, another one I got was from Duncan uh, Caradice, and he is in Australia. Another Australian. We got a in lot Aussie. of listeners in Australia. Another Aussie. And he says, hi, Bill, I'd love to order some of your stickers to be posted to Australia, but the $50 U.S. shipping is crazy for the stickers. Is there another way? Letter postage office. Many thanks. I'm Dusk, uh, Duncan, he's a keen podcast listener in Melbourne, Australia. And so I took one of the Ship Anywhere boxes, like 8 bucks, and I filled it mm-hmm. full of stickers and stuff and shipped it to him. So, Duncan, uh, you probably owe me uh, 20 bucks, something like that. I don't know what it was, um, but uh, I sent you some stickers to uh, pass out to the boys over there. But wait till you get them and let me know how that comes together. So you should uh, you should have those, I don't know when, but sooner sooner than later. And then the next one says, another, the next one's from John Anderson. And John Anderson says, He's, I've been enjoying Let's Talk Does podcast since discovering it a couple years ago. A terrific archive of VW history. I appreciate Bill T's request for listener input and thought I'd pass along on a, I pass along info on a possible episode topic. Here's a link to a guy, Nick Stokes, who used to restore vintage VW radios up until a few years ago. Looks like an interesting story, and I think uh, would be informative to learn about this aspect of VW restoration, slightly different than the engine body focus restoration topics on LTD primarily covers. Um, it says, uh, I discovered this website after Mr. Stokes stopped restoring radios and have never met him, but there are owners on the Samba who have sought his services. Uh, thanks. And then he sent me the link. So that's from John Anderson. So if you guys are familiar with BWRadios.com, uh, he stopped restoring radios. But if you guys have his contact information, shoot it to me because I would love to interview Nick and just kind of find, get a story on how he started restoring radios. And then maybe some of the things that we could listen to because the story on his pot, on his website is that he's a retired electrical engineer from somewhere. And when he retired from, I think it was from the military, he had a, a, a guy that wanted to stop re- restoring radios and showed him how to restore the radios. And he just kind of took over from that guy. And then he just decided to retire and give it up. So I thought, Hey man, he probably didn't have somebody to teach like, like, like someone taught him. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you know what else I got time to do? Maybe restore some radios, bro. But you <laughs> never know. Side note. When I worked at Jim's auto radio back in the day, mm-hmm. he had in the back, he had a semi, a 53 foot semi trailer with stock radios in it from the fifties on up. Filled. There was shelves built inside it, and it was yeah. filled all the way up. And I used to go in there like, 
what are you keeping all this crap for? And that was 30 years ago. So imagine yeah. today, if you, if you had that, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's nuts, man. So, um, appreciate all you guys for, for, uh, reaching out and then we'll go ahead. If we missed anybody that we didn't give shout outs to, well, I'll, I'll sure I'll do a, a make good on it next time that we're on the podcast. But, uh, Anything else you got, George T? That's it, brother. So we might be seeing you with us. You might be rolling up to Medford with us, possibly. Yeah. All right, then. Well, guys, I appreciate you for listening to the podcast. Plenty more podcasts to come. And uh, until next week, guys, later. probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen.